The Divorce Podcast. Welcome to The Divorce Podcast, a podcast that aims to address divorce here in the UK, counting the often sensationalist way it's portrayed in the media, challenging the status quo and hopefully driving reform. On each episode, I'm joined by experts to discuss divorce from different angles and to give their opinions and to debate them. I'm Kate Daly, a relationship counsellor and divorce coach, co-founder of Amicable, the divorce services company and host of the Divorce Podcast. During this episode, I'm delighted to be joined by Aruna Bansal, founder of the Asian Single Parents Network. Welcome, Aruna. Thank you, Kate, for having me. It's a pleasure. So, Aruna, let's start by hearing a bit about your background and what led you to create the Asian Single Parents Network. Okay. Well, I had two arranged marriages that both ended. I was thrown out at the age of 21 with my first marriage after two, three month period because of dowry demands. And my second ended after eight years for a number of reasons. But I'm grateful to have my daughter as a result. And it's amicable between us now. I could have easily hidden away because of the stigma in the Asian community, especially as I'm twice divorced. But I decided quite early on that I wasn't going to care what people thought as I didn't do anything wrong. And I just hope that my story shows that there is light at the end of the tunnel. No matter how hard things get, it's only temporary. So I created Asian Single Parents, or ASP as it's known, on the social networking site Meetup in 2011. I wanted to connect with other single parents from the same cultural background who had similar experiences. I found my friends at the time were part of a couple, so busy with their families at the weekends, and I just craved company for me and my daughter, especially on holidays and day outs and at the weekends. Um, So I created Asian Single Parents. And tell me, you, you talked a little bit about the, in, about the stigma. Is there a specific cultural stigma, do you think? I think there is with Asian families. I think the older generation think you should stick at it no matter what you go through with your partner, your husband. They think you should stick it out maybe because it is for better or worse. But it doesn't matter how bad it gets, they believe that you should carry on with it. But... And presumably you think differently then. So what's your view that you shouldn't stick it out, that actually there comes a point when enough is enough? I think where it's affecting the children, enough is enough, really, because I found with mine, we were bickering a lot at the time and it was affecting me. It was affecting my daughter. It made me quite ill at the time as well. And it wasn't a good atmosphere for my daughter really to grow up in. So I decided from there that I didn't want to stick at it, really, because, you know, there was so much, there was too much to sort of want to, too many reasons not to stick at it, really. So it outweighed any benefit. It sounds like it was quite a brave decision, though, to go it alone when you know, in addition to the difficulties of being a single parent, you've got the feeling of being judged by other people in your friends, family, community. It is. But I think, you know, you have to decide whether you want to be happy or just make other people happy. I think I decided it wasn't making me happy. It was making me very unhappy. It was affecting my daughter. There was a horrible atmosphere in the house. We were bickering all the time. So that's not a good environment for the children to grow up in, you know, where it's affecting their health as well. And I think that's a a really common thing, isn't it, where 
parents do get to a point where they understand and realise that actually the, the whole notion of staying together for the children actually is doing more harm than good. That's right, exactly. So that was the reason, really, because uh, there was too many reasons not to rather than going ahead and sticking at it. It sounds as though what spurred you on to create the network for single parents was that feeling that you experienced of loneliness? I think I found it very difficult at the weekends with my daughter. You know, our friends were busy. They were in couples. They were doing their own things at the weekends. So it's just me and my daughter. And I always felt bad for my daughter being an only child because I wanted her to have siblings. So I felt bad for her as well, in a way, I guess. So I wanted company of others and, you know, for other single parents and their children for us to sort of mix with and understand what we were going through and that she could see other people as well in those single parent families. So you wanted to normalise it for her then to make it just normal that single. Yeah. But there's quite a big difference, isn't there, Aruna, from feeling that you wanted to do something a bit more sociable with your daughter over the weekends to actually then setting up something as amazing and wonderful as the network that you have now. So what was the catalyst? What made you decide, actually, I'm going to do something more than just entertain myself? I wanted to help other people because when I went through it, I didn't really have anybody to talk to. I happened to come across one lady just at a toddler group and we started chatting. She was an Asian lady as well who'd been through similar things. So it was just by chance that I happened to come across her. And I found at the time it really helped me. So I talked to her, her for a couple of hours every evening when I was going through it. So it really helped me talking to somebody else who'd been through it already. So I thought I want to be able to do that for other people. Having been through it twice myself, I really wanted to help others. And I think especially because I've been through it twice, it's, you know, with me more so. And I know more so in a way, I guess, what people go through because I've been through two different types of divorces. One was dowry related. The other was sort of a various number of issues, you know, living with the in-laws, him still, you know, sort of, connected and weight is X. So, uh, you know, just a number of different issues, really. So that's why I wanted to set it up as well to help others. Because I have been through it, really affected by it all, I guess, in a way. And do you think there are specific challenges that you face as a single parent because of your background and your culture? Or do you think the issues you face are the same for anybody who's a single parent? I think it's harder because people don't have others to talk to as much because they don't really talk to it to their family about it so much or their relatives. They don't want people knowing what they're going through because it's fairly private. So when people come to me to join ASP, they don't want their family and relatives knowing about their split. It's fairly private. They don't want to share that on their social media or any other social media. So ASP is a private space where they can talk, you know, with other people in the same boat, really, what they're going through, because I don't think anybody quite understands what you're going through unless you've been through it yourself. And especially with our cultural background as well, you know, sort of the in-laws, the family, the relatives, because people don't always have that support of the family because they don't believe in, you know, the breakdown of marriage and, you know, being a single parent and what have you. So I think it's even more important in our culture for that reason, to have that support available. So tell me a little bit about the way the network works. And it's a it's a private space, is it? 
It is. It was on Meetup. So we're now going to a new website where it will be even more private because on Meetup, we have details of others, you know, sort of like mini profiles on it. Whereas now on the new website, people will submit their information, but that's purely, you know, between me and them. Nobody else will know who's on the group at all. But, you know, sort of if they want to connect with other people, we have the WhatsApp groups available by region. So we have, for instance, we have a Kent group, we have Northwest group, Northwest London, all over London. We're in the southeast. We have a Midlands group so people can connect with others in their area and arrange meets, talk and, you know, sort of get advice from each other about various things. So it's very good in that way. And we do events. We do daytime events when we, uh, you know, it's normal, <laughs> as in, you know, before lockdown, we had our daytime events with kids, our evening events, adults only, you know, such as dinners or Bollywood night outs. Our holidays are short breaks away. We had Butlins in February. We were due to go to Barcelona in April, but that had to be cancelled because of COVID. You know, so we have lots of things going on all the time where people can interact with each other. Um, so, yes, so there's lots going on all the time. So the group, essentially, they the group can link with you privately through the website. Then if people want to, they can interact and socialise. But that's not part, it's not a prerequisite that you socialise. It might just be a one-to-one support with you. Is that right? Yes, that's right. They can, you know, sort of connect however they want, really, because when they join on Meetup, I used to individually have a chat with each person before I approved them because there is that children's element to it as well. So I did have a chat with them before approving them for the vetting process. So they have that initial connection with me anyway, whereas now it's not viable so much. So they complete a form. And then if there are any queries that I have, I go to them and I have a chat with them that want to follow up. So there is that connection between me and them. And also they can be put on the WhatsApp groups. They can come to our events. So there's that connection there as well. We're going to be doing a newsletter, you know, sort of advising people on different things. We've got Facebook as well, a page there. Uh, We're on Instagram. So, you know, we're, we're on different social media where people can interact with us if they wish. And what do you think the biggest wants are when people come to you? What's their what are their primary needs or concerns? I think it's just chatting to other people in the same boat because they feel very isolated. They don't know anybody who is a single parent in their family or their relatives who are a single parent family. So it's very sort of, you know, wanting to know others, especially in their area or if their children have playmates, you know, who are the same age. They want to arrange play dates with them. So it's good to have those connections for that reason, really, to prevent isolation and to be able to talk to others, you know, having gone through what we do. Mm. And how do you think that the whole lockdown and COVID has affected your group, Aruna? Um, As I say, we were very active before lockdown. (laughs) We always have been. I try and keep it positive, you know, sort of have lots of uh, events which are very interactive fun and uh yeah always lots going on as I say but uh we've got our whatsapp groups as I say by region so they've been very popular during this period because I found that they've been more active during this period because people have been sharing their concerns 
about COVID, obviously, you know, going back to school, their concerns about that. And also they've been sharing jokes and things as well, just to lift each other's spirits. So that's quite good. We've also had Zoom calls. So we did an ASP's Got Talent uh, ago where children and parents could take part. So we had some singing, some dancing, some skipping, doing a skipping challenge. Uh, so different things, really. We had an ASP summit where ASP businesses could also take part. So it's trying to support them. So, for instance, uh, ASP business owners could hold sessions to tell us more about what they do and arranged activities so our members took part. So, for instance, we have an ASP Spanish tutor and she gave a session to our members' children Another lady does Bollywood classes and she did a session. So we had different things going on to support our businesses as well. We have a weekly catch up on Thursday evenings now at nine o'clock. So parents can get to know each other better and share tips and advice. And we have weekly exercise routines. So we do Zumba, Bollywood, Bhangra for the Indian dances as well. So we do a mixture Brilliant. of things. It sounds like in some ways, COVID has presented a lot of opportunities for you. It has, definitely. So for people that couldn't get out before, you know, have childcare, it's easier because we are from all over the place as well. It makes it easier to connect with somebody. For instance, I've got a lady in Leeds and she connected with us last week. So I had a lady from Leeds, somebody from West London, somebody from East London, myself from Kent, so we're from all over the place, but we managed to, to connect through this virtual meet. So it's great for that reason. So do you think that will be a lasting change then? It'll, it'll have been one of the opportunities of this awful time. It will definitely, because I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's having the childcare available to get out. It's not always possible. So this would be great for that reason, really. Absolutely. I mean, when you've got little kids and you have to book a babysitter to even go to do your Sainsbury's shop or whatever. It's just horrendous, isn't it? So if this brings, gives people the opportunity to interact with each other without the expense or the headache of getting a babysitter, then it's, it's fantastic for single parents. Definitely. What's the future for the group, Aruna? What are your plans for where it's going to go? Well, as I say, we're mainly in the southeast at the moment. And we're also, I recently started in the Midlands. So I'm getting people in Leicester, Birmingham, Lady in Leeds and other people, you know, sort of Midlands way who want to join the group. But I want to sort of reach more people, really, so we can help more people. So it's a case of going out to other areas and reaching those people such as Northwest England, Southwest, you know, all of those other areas where we're not sort of uh, where we don't have people at the moment and making them aware of you know, that this support is available, really. So there's that. And also, I'm currently speaking to different organisations who could benefit our members. So sort of um, organisations that would benefit our members for discounts, possibly, or help them in any way, so that we become a one stop shop for our parents. So that might be financial advice, legal advice. So just different ways we can help our parents, really, possibly with babysitting, you know, all of those facilities that single parents need just speaking to those different companies and seeing what we can do to help our parents with those services and that's it really I think that will keep me fairly busy <laughs> I think it will yeah 
when you go out to different areas, how do you get a foothold in an area? So presumably you started in your own local area and therefore you've got yeah. access. But how do you choose which area to go to and how do you establish yourself in a new area? Okay. Well, they're different. Um, well, on Meetup, I started one for the Midlands. So I have a Midlands group, but obviously we're moving over to the new website. So it's a case of social media, really, sort of advertising it away, promoting it on the big groups, the Asian groups, such as Facebook groups. And, you know, it's all social media, really, promoting it and on different platforms as well. I do have friends in different places around the country. So I'm planning to sort of uh, maybe stay over and promote it and go to different areas as well when this lockdown is over. So yes, I'm going to be going out as well to different areas, I think, and speaking to people and different groups and organisations that are out there as well for Asians and letting them know about ASP. Yeah. And why do you think it's grown so quickly? What What is it about the network that you think people value? I think because it is the only organisation of its kind serving this niche market. It's the only organisation serving South Asians in the UK. And it's for both mums and dads. So there are other things out there, but they're only serving mums, for instance, whereas this is serving both. Because I think single parents are both at the end of the day. So why not include dads in that so I think for that reason and lots of people feel isolated as well so this is a way of breaking down that barrier really of isolation so yes I think for those reasons it's uh, growing very quickly. And do you have sort of equal interest from mums and dads not necessarily equal numbers but do you think increasingly more dads are getting involved in parenting? Yes, definitely. When I first started ASP back in 2011, I had mostly ladies join and it was quite rare to have a a dad come along. But whereas now, lots of our events are sort of equally based, you know, sort of possibly a third men and two thirds women. But there is that increasing number of dads taking part and it makes it more interesting and fun when they're both rather than just one or the other. So it's very varied. The events are a lot more varied because of that reason as well. So, yes, more dads taking part because, you know, at the end of the day, they are single parents as well. So they would be involved. And do you think that's part of a wider sort of shift more generally in our whole culture in terms of more dads becoming hands on and taking part? Do you think that's what you're seeing or do you think it's something specific to the Asian culture? I think it's generally all single parents, you know, dads are having to take part, you know, help out as well. And there's no specific cultural barriers, for example, that would prevent dads from from being involved. You don't think that plays a part in anything at this stage? You think we passed that? I don't think so. I mean, when it happened to me, my ex didn't really know what to do with my daughter as she was growing up. Sort of, we split when she was two years old and he didn't know what to do with her when she was that young. But as she's grown up, they've got a stronger bond because they play squash. That's his thing that he does with her. So they have a good relationship, really, because of that reason. So there are huge benefits to the children with spending time with both parents. And if both parents are involved in this kind of network, then it provides, it sounds like, countless opportunities to get involved and do fun stuff. It does. I definitely see the benefits to my daughter of having that parent, both parents involved, because I've always pushed 
from the education angle, I guess, because I see education as important and I want my daughter to be strong and independent and not rely on anybody because of what I've been through. So I want her to have that education background. So she's academic as well, but she's got the sporty side from her dad. So he takes her to competitions. So she gets selected for different things at school. So she's got the both, I hope, that she can take forward with her in life. So definitely think there's a benefit to having both parents involved. And it sounds like if you're a parent who hasn't been particularly hands-on, this is an excellent opportunity to get involved and to learn some skills and to watch how other people do stuff, to build your confidence, to be able to have joyful time with your children. We're just coming up to the end of time, Aruna, but just one final question. If you've got somebody who's seen your network and they're teetering on the brink, deciding whether or not to fill in that membership form, what would you say to them? Take that leap of faith. I don't think you'll regret it. You get so much in return for coming on board. As you'll see from the numerous reviews we have, check out our website, check the reviews, check what we're about. And yes, you you won't regret it. I can guarantee it. Fabulous. Where can people find you, Aruna? What's the website? We're on www.aspnetwork.org.uk. And can we find you anywhere else? Any other social media? We're on Facebook, Asian Single Parents UK. We're on Instagram, ASP.network. You can find out more about Amicable at www.amicable.io, or you can follow me on Twitter at Kate underscore daily. Or you can follow the Divorce Podcast at Divorce underscore podcast. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.